0: Tuned uh. into the greatest, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, coming out that west coast swing, uh, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Breaking Bread Podcast, episode three with Brandon and Casey. Now, we're talking about Michelin restaurants or Michelin guy, Michelin, whatever, Yep. from one to three stars. Even, well, I mean, we'll even throw James Beard in there because. I mean, I don't know, or maybe Zagat or it just. I- yeah, all, all, let's
1: let's let's go over all the award winning. OK, so first, Casey, I want to hop in because I think this is really important. And it's really important to chefs that are up and coming to know. Mm-hmm. Now, my whole career, sorry, my let's talk about it. Let's start with the Michelin guy. Now, listen, when okay. I grew up, as, when I grew up as a chef, I had so much respect for this. And at one point in my life, in my career, I wanted only to be a Michelin star chef. Michelin two stars, Mm. man, especially when I worked at Alinea, man, I came out of that restaurant and I had a different perspective on the world. Like I only wanted to be fine dining, but here's the thing after dining at all the Michelin restaurants, um, you know, really digging deep into the Michelin guide. I think what's really important is to note that like this holds so much weight for a chef. If a chef gets Michelin rated, if he has a Michelin star or two Michelin stars, or even three Michelin stars, especially in America, Dude, your creme de la creme, mm-hmm. it is the ultimate achievement. But but guess what? It also comes with a price, okay? Yeah. 100% complete sacrifice. I don't care what anybody says. You have to sacrifice everything if you want to get to that level. And then also mm-hmm. the thing is, is you have to be in a metropolitan city, which honestly, I think it's a little bit – I'm not going to say – unfair but I think it's a little it kind of sucks a little bit so if you're a chef that is yeah. a good, good example it's like Gavin Kaysen for sure his restaurant has a Michelin stars. like there's no doubt about it right but Michelin mm-hmm. guy just doesn't go there so he doesn't get that recognition but at the same time you know they'll go to a restaurant like Little Inn in Washington which is not in the D.C. area it's way far out of the D.C. area and they gave it three mm-hmm. Michelin stars but at the same you know but a lot of other restaurants that are you know not in a said metropolitan city here in the U.S. get that type of recognition and i can name a few that are i think are worth it needless to say i think over the last (laughs) five years five five to seven years i think michelin has kind of shifted into a different direction as a company and doesn't hold as much weight as it used to Mm. especially like in if you're in france or europe you know um Mm -hmm. and here's and here's what i'll say and i'm and i'm and here's here's the thing I, i'm not going to sit here and lie if i were to open a restaurant right now and let's say i wanted to focus on extreme fine dining yeah hell yeah i'd be looking for that michelin rating but oh, of course but i wouldn't let it make me in the restaurant you know what i'm saying like that's 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 what i think you have to take in consideration like if they were to give me a michelin star i would graciously accept it but that mm. wouldn't be the reason why i would be open right i wouldn't say mm. yeah we're going for michelin stars because here's the thing: after the last five to seven years, especially when they decided to pull out of LA, right out of out of nowhere, they were there two thousand eight, two thousand nine, or whatever, and then they pulled out and mm-hmm. then came back. And it's like that had a huge effect on chefs in Los Angeles.
0: You know yeah, what I'm saying? Quite a it, bit. it had
1: same thing with Las Vegas, right? They they went to Las Vegas, came, pulled out, right? LA and Vegas were just like wiped off the freaking scene. Then they decided to go back to LA. Because the food scene is popping, arguably one of the best spots in the United States is Los Angeles for food. Oh,
0: absolutely! Yeah, I it, agree, 100%. especially
1: eth- ethnic food, and I
0: mean, hundred percent.
1: Anyway, to, to get back on track, I lost a lot of respect for Michelin Guide when, and this is no disrespect to the person that got the Michelin star, but when they offered, mm. when they gave the uh, the chicken street guy, the the cart, the food cart. Uh, oh, I know! Yeah, you yeah. You remember yeah. that? You I remember that, you right? Mm-hmm, I do. They gave the the Michelin, they gave a Michelin star to him, and you know what it did, man? It completely just everything up, man. Like, yeah, and I and I totally get it because what what that did was saying like, oh, okay, so you don't have to have a place to sit, you don't have to have yeah. service, you don't have to mm-hmm. have like. There were so many one Michelin star restaurants that were pissed.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: And 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 like this is no disrespect. I'm sure the chicken was banging. I'm sure it is really good, mm-hmm. and that's no disrespect to the chef and what, what they are doing. But as far as like the Michelin guide, that's kind of like giving a Grammy award to to like a no name actor, without, yeah. you know, without taking consideration without the other anything. restaurants that are, like, that are like not a food cart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going to talk about like like getting into the actual nitty gritty of the the guide, but that moment uh-huh. on kind of made it for me like especially when that one chef i forgot what his name is and i feel bad but he committed suicide you know
0: Uh, oh wow do you remember that when it happened
1: he committed suicide i do remember the story though yeah and it was kind of Now that you bring it up
0: there's like a lot of news
1: yeah it was really it was really sad and like because i worked in los angeles and las vegas when both Mm. when the michelin guide was swiped right it it kind of left a, a really bad taste in my mouth but at the same time I have respect for it. So when I worked at Saison and SF and they had three Michelin stars, you know, um, Mm -hmm. when Laurent Gras started, um, you know, one Michelin star got taken away. They only had two, but at the same time, like that was dumb for me. It was really dumb. I just tried tapping the screen, (laughs) tap the screen on, on,
0: uh, on TikTok. It's on on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. I got you. Yeah, got you. Independent thinker. So
1: and so, um, you know, I don't know if you know Laurent Kraus' history, but he has so many Michelin stars; it's unbelievable. Like mm. his his track record at with Alain Ducasse. I mean, multiple three Michelin star operations, and yeah. he he said the best thing ever that really changed my perspective. And mm. you know, he and he's so right. Like. And I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of what he said, but, you know, when they took the two Michelin – when they just gave two Michelin stars to Saison when he took over, you know, it was like such a big deal to so many people. And for him, he was like, I've been there with that with, – with, I've been in that stage of my life. I've gotten so many Michelin stars. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter to me. Wow.
0: Must be it nice. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, he's like he's he like must trust be nice. Yeah, he's like trust me. I know a lot of chefs will kill each other for these stars, but he's like they're absolutely worth yeah. this. You know, the only thing you get is business for your restaurant, but at the same time you have to take care of your guests. And he was talking about how like, you know, Michelin stars doesn't make him who he is. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so right. It's so right, but like the thing is is I know Alain Ducasse as like, you know, the you know, the three Michelin star chef when I when I started at L2O in Chicago and mm-hmm. he got three Michelin stars right out the gate. Right out the gate, bro wow unbelievable man and um so yes are they overrated i think so but at the same time Mm -hmm. they are still very relevant so i know it's kind of uh you know a give and take and i know kind of all over the board but michelin stars are you know overrated but they're very much um still relevant Mm -hmm. i will i will argue that i think the guide um 2021 is kind of a wash like i'm sorry
0: kind of Cause like you can't you can't take into consideration the pandemic, what like yeah. what happened and Dude, like, all those other things. Like that's nothing. That's so whatever this guide is right now, I don't. Yeah, I mean I'm, it's still I'm kind not... of like the same ones from like last year, but yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't dig it.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I just feel like the thing is, is uh, you know, I heard a lot of things behind the scenes, like different restaurants got different stars and were sent the wrong plaques and. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, uh, just the only ones that I know off the top of my head because I'm still very much inclined mm-hmm. They got, you know, they got three Michelin stars, but they got sent a one Michelin star plaque. And then next, only oh, got wow. one Michelin star, and they got sent like a three Michelin star plaque. So, it, you know, obviously, it, you know, you can excuse a lot of these things, but the thing is, is for a two and a three Michelin star restaurant, the, the, uh, the precision is so key to your success. That, you know, when something yeah. happens like that, it's just kind of like, come on, guys, like tighten up. Also, I will say <laughs> that it's very difficult to get Michelin's like so many restaurants were just trying to survive in 2020 that like I would be mad if they didn't maintain their stars or didn't maintain their yeah. awards just just for the goddamn. I mean, come on, man, like to, to go, Pandemic, food, bro. everybody had to pivot to to go food, man, you know?
0: So, Brandon, I have on a screen right here, um, I have sort of like the three-star ratings-ish yeah. of the uh, the Michelin Guide right here. Uh, I mentioned to you briefly earlier that I've been to Masa twice. So, Masa is one of yeah. the favorites here in New York. Really yep. fucking expensive. Yes. But such a good, such Experience. a good eat. Oh, man. It was, if I could do it again. I mean, I would, but I don't have money right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nor do I want to go to the city at yeah. the moment, but oh, man. <laughs> But scroll down, scroll right down here, this is just so for been, you.
1: Yeah, so I've been, so I've been, I've been to per se Massa, Eleven Madison Park, La Bernardin I haven't been to mm-hmm. the French Laundry yet. But I, honestly, I got to be honest. I don't think I'm interested in going to the French Laundry. I think it. Yeah, might I've be been like, to the French Laundry. Yeah, I haven't been, and the only reason is because I went to Per Se, and like, I don't know. I feel like uh, French Laundry might be a little dated now. I know that. I know it's an OG operation.
0: So. Oh. Yeah,
1: I think it's a little dated now, but I, I'm not. I'm not bashing it.
0: I, uh, got you, I got you. I got yeah. you.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to go to Manresa. Definitely want mm-hmm. to go to Bennu, Atelier Cran, Quince. I want to go to all these places. Um, single Thread for sure. Waterside mm-hmm. Inn. Where's that at? Where's Waterside
0: Inn? I'm not sure. It says Bray, United Kingdom. Oh, so okay. this is like okay. 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 Just okay. all the all the three stars all over. Oh, pretty okay. much. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Restaurant Gordon, but like Reyes. it's oh. so so. Look, Alain Ducasse, the Dorchester. Been there. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, look, see, let's talk about Gordon Ramsay real quick, man. I know this might stir up Yo, some us
0: Yo, let's talk about Gordon Ramsay real quick, yeah. oh my guy. Because, oh because,
1: because I think this is important. I think everybody on this live and everybody, listen, Gordon Ramsay, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to clip this and make this a, a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah we're going to clip
1: this. It makes me so sad that his legacy is screaming at people in the kitchen from what people see on TV. And I mean, if you look at his comment sections on TikTok, I mean, he gets murdered, man. He's like, "Why are you so mean?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, and people yeah. don't realize, dude, it's a it's a fucking show. Like he's putting yes. on a show. And I I just feel so bad because guess what, man? We have to stop recognizing them as relevant if there's favoritism involved. Uh, I don't know what your what is he referring to? The Michelin? Or, that was
0: uh, that was the James Beard one. Got oh, James yeah.
1: Beard, yeah. Facts, facts. That's why James Beard got they got exposed, my guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Got exposed, exposed.
1: And I felt bad, but I didn't feel bad. But anyway, mm. um, getting back to Gordon Ramsay, I know Gordon Ramsay as the chef that worked with Marco Pierre White, the one that mm-hmm. went through Struggle City to get three Michelin stars, two Michelin stars, and he is a Michelin star chef. The thing is, yeah, is he, he is. made the transition to celebrity chef, and I'm not going to lie, in back in the day, people used to get treated like that in the kitchen. I know stories about Gordon Ramsay, and he's just like that in the kitchen, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: unfortunately, that is his legacy now. And- if you notice, dude, he's transitioned. He's not in the restaurant anymore. He spends a lot of time with his family and kids, and he's super positive and energetic. But guess what? Mm-hmm. People people don't want to see that, man. They want to see yeah. him blazing down somebody. And I feel bad because guess what, man? The world is shifting and we don't we don't operate like that in kitchens anymore. I mean, I'm sure you can admit, mm-hmm. Casey, I don't treat people like that at all.
0: You know, oh bro, I preach, dude. Like I've I've staged and fucking I forget, like, some of the one-star or two-stars I saw in New York. I, one time, I, when I was, like, 24, 25, bro, it was like, you're doing this wrong. I want you by, like, the like the millimeter by yeah. cuts. And I'm just like, bro, like, is that really necessary? Like, I don't understand. And then, you know, so forth and so on. But, like, I, ugh, man, it was yeah. a rough time back then. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, that don't pass, bro.
1: Yeah, you know what? And I got a, I got a funny story about that. Look, hold on. Let's see here. Uh, I got some, uh, some questions over here. I met Marco Pierre okay. White recently. He was lovely. Yes, I agree. Marco Pierre White is mm. a great chef. If you haven't had a chance to read his book, it's amazing. I cannot stand horrid chefs. No need. You're right. I agree with you. Absolutely. What do you think? What do you think of Kenji Lopez? All you know what? I think he's a great guy. I'm actually gonna reach out to him at some point. I would love mm. to do a collab or just get to meet him, but he's a great he's a great person. I know he's not a, a, a classically trained chef, but I still think he has great recipes and he he's a great person. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know with his IG post he just posted. I don't know, he might have got a little hate from that, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: listen, I'm not talking to, I don't want to talk about vaccines or whether you're vaccinated or not. I don't give a mm. fuck. Okay. Yeah. I am so done with this COVID shit to be over. He posted something about like everybody should be vaccinated, something like that. And I'm like, dude, uh-huh. that, dude, come on, bro. Don't say that shit, man. Yeah. That is not like uh like listen.
0: I totally feel like to each I, their own, you know, yeah. you can't be just, you can't be forcing it. Listen, another I'll, I'll be honest,
1: and I'm going to say this and I'm going to shut up because I don't want to start a war. But like I just recently got vaccinated and trust mm. me, I wasn't vaccinated before. I didn't feel the need to be because I'm so healthy. And plus, I was getting I, I get tested every day at work, like every single day, twice, one instant test mm. and one goes to the lab. So for me, I didn't really feel and plus I stay isolated anyway. Um, but uh, the thing is, is I want to be able to do things. Right. And here in San Francisco, if you want to go inside a restaurant, there's some restaurants that are requiring you to show your vaccine card. And wow, it's not them. It's not them. This is mandated. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, fuck, like I'm just going to do it to do it. But that doesn't mean, Mm -hmm. you know, like that doesn't mean I'm going to force it upon you or force it upon anybody. else. Correct. And that's what in his last post, he was saying some bullshit like this, like all companies should have, you know, and I'm just like, dude, mm. you can't you can't fucking say that, dude. You're gonna get yeah. cancelled, bro. That's why I don't talk about religion, has, politics, none of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, But
0: it has to be to each their own. Like you can't force uh something onto someone's throat if they're unwilling to. It has to be their own volition. Yeah, I, I agree that hundred percent.
1: Yeah, like and, 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 uh, and same thing with this uh, with the Texas, uh the Texas uh abortion thing, the six week thing. Oh mm, my god, bro, that's the dumbest shit yeah. I've ever heard in my life, dude. Bro,
0: facts. It's I very I don't it's, understand it's very, why.
1: It's very unfortunate. And like, I'll be honest, man, like, you know, someone close to me, you know, was dating somebody and had that in, you know, and they, you know, she was pregnant. And the thing is, it's like, dude, this is not the guy that's going to raise the child, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she made a decision to get an abortion and I was totally for it because I'm like, yeah, Yeah. like, yes, I totally agree. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. if this ain't, if this ain't, this ain't the guy, don't feel obligated because I'm telling you right now, I have two kids. It's not easy. Literally, um, a, a parent has to stay home for the first year, at least year and a half. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, I'll I say you yeah. And it's like that should be totally up to the female. I, I you yeah. know, s- strongly am about that. So I don't know what the hell is wrong mm-hmm. with Texas, but
0: I mean, well, especially I mean, especially, just crazy. especially, especially, especially is.
1: if a girl if a girl gets raped, like you're gonna make her keep the fucking baby? Come on, yeah, yeah. No. come on. No,
0: no, no. That's that's silly. That's silly yeah. shit right there.
1: Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but. It is what it is, man. All right. Let's see here. Go ahead. Next. Next. Sorry. No, no.
0: So I I do have a a slight quick question. Um, This is for, I'm I'm assuming, for any culinary questions. If you guys, again, I I tell you guys on YouTube, ask your questions because we can definitely um, interact with it a little bit more. So this one question, when you get a chance, how would you add some body to a veggie stock planned on experimenting with pectin and maybe agar?
1: Okay. On a veggie stock. This is is a good one. And I'm going to say it right now. The... First low hanging fruit without any additives is just go ahead and puree the vegetables in the soup and then pass it. I'm sorry, in the stock Mm -hmm. and then pass it. So your celery, carrots, onions, stay away from, um, listen, when everybody makes a veggie stock, I highly urge, don't put 10,000 vegetables in there. Okay. There's no need. There's no need. Honestly, celery, carrot, onion, and then a few additives like, uh, either mushroom or some type of root veg, not potato, not squash. Mm. Like I would definitely say celery root or um, you know something more savory like rutabaga is, is really good right now. And when you cook the veggie stock, cook it all the way, tender, then puree it, then pass it. That's the first low-hanging fruit. The next step for me would probably be kudzu starch or cornstarch, just a little bit, right? Yeah. Just to give it just a little time. bit of body. Um, but the thing about agar agar is – you know, it'll set like a gel when you put it in the fridge. So you have mm-hmm. to like set it and then puree it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, that, that's, yeah. that's the best way for it to work. And it's just kind of like a little bit too much of a step. What would you do, chef?
0: Uh, I would just, uh, so we, we do two separate preparations, um, including, so whatever goes into the stock, we don't puree, we discard that. And then the last 20 minutes, we'll then add a second batch of veggies in, let that cook just till tender then puree and sieve that into the actual stock itself. Yeah, that will give the body without having to do the cornstarch or the agar. Yeah, or having to add uh, extra pectin. Yeah. Or like even if you if you really want, you can add apples, but then you will have this little weird s- sweet sour note that yeah. you're really not looking for. You want just a pure kind of yeah. clear of a thing. So that's how we. That's how we do it at our restaurant, at least. Um, I know a lot of people are a little different, but the veggie stock we use actually is primarily for my for my eggs. <laughs> literally, just for yeah. for pickled usukuchi eggs. That's literally it. It's so much stuff for that egg, but man, that egg comes out just perfect.
1: Yeah. What's this one? Oh, did I just press that? Yeah. I got we'll you. Let's see. here. Oh my bad. Let's. I wanted to uh, hop on that. Uh, would mm. fennel? Would fennel work in a stock? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I got
0: you. Got you right here. Would fennel definitely work in a stock. Yes. Just be careful of the fronds, though. That's the only thing. Yeah. Sometimes, like, if you like,
1: like, here's the thing: a lot of I think a lot of stocks, like, you know, a lot of people just, you know, they'll they'll bypass the stock, like, they'll just they won't take as much care and, you know, like, mm-hmm. they won't take as much care into a stock like a vegetable stock or a chicken stock. And I I completely disagree with that. I think the stock is the base to it's going to be a four or five dishes, so it's very important you take mm-hmm. care of it. And um, you know, and it's crazy because what I've been doing lately is I've been, I've been honestly getting, like, when I get the rotisserie chicken from Costco, dude, I literally, like, get mm. the bones, and I make a beautiful little stock out of it. I get one deli cup, but it's perfect.
0: Sounds great. Yeah, dude, it sounds great.
1: It's perfect, and I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's easy, it's convenient. I don't even put vegetables in it. I just cover the bones in water, let it simmer, and then pour it off, and I'm telling you, it's delicious. It is absolutely mm. delicious. <laughs> and I would argue, and Costco. let's talk about this, too. Let's talk about chicken stock. I would. I think this is, and I learned this at Saison. I didn't even do this before, but I always like went mm. with you know chicken parts and then roasted them. You know, you don't some, roast them or not roast them. It's, it's totally mm. optional. Then covered it with water and then put add your vegetables and then you know you let it go for six hours, or whatever. Dude, at Saison it was different, man. You put the whole chicken in there, right? Blanch it once uh-huh. and just let the skin tighten up and then get rid of all the gunk and then let it uh, simmer. Just the chicken, just only chicken and water,
0: just Sim- chicken. Covered.
1: Cover, okay. simmer for six hours or until you like, can pull a leg off, right? Then at mm-hmm. that point, you're pretty much making a bouillon. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. if you want vegetables to add it, but then there's this time where the, like there's this process where the vegetable goes from being raw to cooked and then overcooked. You want to pull mm-hmm. it when the vegetables have cooked and released their aroma into the water. And I'm like, dude, this is perfect. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But like I'm telling you, just the ch- the whole chicken in the water covered, dude, different level, man. And I know that's like sounds silly, but man, it's the best way to make chicken bouillon. You know
0: who was the um, who was the saucier there? Was he no. overseeing so, the saucier? So
1: chef chef Skeens was uh, was the one who oh, talked oh, about. Oh, it. got it.
0: Yeah. So basically, oh, okay, okay. so
1: basically, he's like, yeah, we're not putting vegetables in our in our bouillon. Like we wanted to taste mm. one hundred. He's like, we want it to taste 100 percent like chicken. chicken.
0: And I'm like, <laughs> Just okay. Chicken.
1: I'm like, hey, that sounds great. And it was so weird. But then when you think about it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. Then at the end, we'd add a little bit of salt and a few other um, you know, things like mm. Saison sauce and then um some some mushroom, these special mushrooms that are oh, cordyceps set mushrooms. And, uh, this chicken bouillon, it was really good, dude. Really tasty. Wow. Really good. And, um, ever since then, I'm like, dude, you know what? I'm making, I'm making chicken stock like that because it's just so worth it. You know,
0: chickeny water. I, I, that's a, that's a great little tip. I should, I should try that out because we, our chicken stock is so extensive yeah, And I'm just like, chef, do we really need, like, 25 fucking items? And it like, it's like... Well, what's can we just...
1: What does he make?
0: Bro, it's like the, the whole mirepoix, plus yeah. all the root ends that we have, plus, like, three chickens, and yeah. then necks, hearts, and then, like, the defeats, too. All in one go. And I'm just like, what is this? And then it's like fucking, you know, the, yeah. the 50-gallon fucking... Uh, the bane right there. And I'm just like, what? what is the point? And then, you know, you have to sieve it. You got to take out all yeah. the gunk by the oh, time why? you just get off the gunk it's like it's so unnatural yeah. already so why so, so why I don't chicken know, hearts man. and
1: why why the root ends see i disagree with the root ends
0: he never he never said anything he was like that's how i make it okay that's that's how we make it i i, I don't have this is your recipe you know i'm not gonna that's how you make it that's how you make it the taste okay. however you know how the um not irony it's actually like sweet like a. Oh, how do you explain it? You know how when you cook, when you overcook liver ever so slightly, there's that little protein that um, it tastes a little sweet, sour-ish. Yep. yep. That's how the stock tastes. Not not okay. even chicken. It's like chicken plus that. So maybe yeah. he's going for that. I don't know. Yeah. But that's his chicken stock. I don't know. What's the What's the that's application not for,
1: for? Is it just total restaurant chicken stock? Like.
0: Yeah. This is this yeah. is our all-purpose. This is our yeah. all-purpose stock. So I guess maybe he's going for that note. Maybe not. I I disagree, but I. I I don't have a say in that one, Unfortunately, it's okay.
1: That's okay. Down the road, you will. No worries.
0: Mm. Down the road, you will. I think. Mm. I think
1: if you build a little bit more, um, you know, obviously you have to build a little bit more. Uh, you know, uh, sweat, blood, equity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll it has to be it.
0: sweat, equity, and how do you like your job so far? You like your
1: job? You like your job a lot so far? Yo,
0: I I dig my job, man. I yeah. I was telling you. I so I'm off two days. Monday Tuesday because yeah. the restaurant's closed, and. I only work like maybe eleven hours a day ish. Yeah. So that's not bad, you know. Inventory yeah. every week, um, orders every week ish. Like it's 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 kind of it's kind of like a walk in the park because I'm not exactly the because I can't be above him. He's the chef owner, so I'm just yeah. I'm not like yeah. the stuff below him. But um, in terms of everything else that I used to do though, when I did own the restaurant, um, this is like I'm just like. I, I feel I feel like I'm cheating a little bit. I'm just like, ah, ha, yeah, ha, yeah. has yeah. going about my day. No, but you know whatever. what? That's good
1: because like it gives you an opportunity to like dive dive into your personal life, and you're able to like mm. do other things, and it that in turn drives your work life balance, right? So yes. I think what's I think what's really important. My, my schedule is cush too, but it wasn't always like this. Like my schedule right mm. now, I'm doing two days on, two days off, and yeah, I'll tell you what, Must man, be nice. am, well, it's <laughs> it is a game changer. Must be nice. Even even though my days are long, my days are my two days, so it's basically, you know, I'm at work at, you know, 8 to 8.30, then all the way to 8 to 8.30 or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes yeah. I'm out at 7.30, you know, it depends. But, like, here's the thing, man, like, it's consistent, and, like, I'm able to do a lot more things, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. It's
0: pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then before, because before we were we were doing, like, uh, you know, I was working a oh, oh, ridiculous amount, bro.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: but I swear to God, after COVID, man, things change. And I swear to God, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to working 90 to 100 hours.
0: A week. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't, bro. Like, remember when we do, I used to joke when it was like 14, and 16 hours. I'm like, oh, I start to shut off at like 16 hours. I'm like, bro, that's not something to joke about. Like, I, no. I, I was just kind of, this is slap happy. You know, that's not, uh, that's not yeah. feasible at all. I don't, I don't suggest anybody to work that long of a day, period.
1: Bro, I, um, I, I remember I remember we got the title, L- but yeah, like Yeah, I remember at a, I remember one time at Alinia, I was we were there for literally twenty three hours once.
0: Get the fuck out. For what?
1: Cleaning. It was so fucking stupid.
0: Clean Cleaning. So stupid.
1: Yes. Stupid. You were just cleaning yes. for like
0: one day. Just cleaning. Sporting,
1: uh, yeah, we were deep oh cleaning, but the, we were deep we were deep cleaning, but like one of the sous chefs was on a tangent and uh we were literally there until like three three or four in the morning and like I started seeing wow. the sun come up. I started seeing the sun come <laughs> up and I was like, I was like, Hey, I was like, Hey chef, listen, I'll be honest, man. I'll do whatever you want. It's no problem. But I would much rather come back tomorrow considering, uh, you know, yeah. it's time to, ch- it's not, it's time to change and my, boxers and my socks. like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. rough. Wow, yeah. that's rough. Wow. That's rough. And like, I get it. Like, I get it, man. But like, there's just a certain point where you, you know, like you just start breaking down, you know? And that was, yeah. that was, that was our like, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm ADHD, like a mother flower. And I'll tell you what, man, I was shutting down, bro. After like three AM, Yeah, man. It,
0: Are you kidding yeah. me, dude? Um, yeah. Anyone like, would. Are you kidding? Yeah.
1: And and like, the thing is, is like, I think, and, and it's funny because we were deep cleaning because uh, you know, chef, chef was there earlier and was like, you know, fucking freaking out about something and we, it wasn't cleaning. Like, I, I totally get it. But anyway, I can't like recall mm. the story. Like I, I don't like it's pieces, bits and pieces. yeah because it was ridiculous yeah but then later on in my life later on down my down the road with uh you know when i became a chef and i was like well you know what that's just poor management right like there's no reason there's no reason i would have my cooks here until four o'clock in the morning that means we should have started deep cleaning three days ago in sections Mm -hmm. so we could do it within the time allotted whereas it was already too late and the thing is is we were super busy too so it wasn't like it wasn't like we had the you know it's there's a, I mean, it could, there's a two, it's a two sided street, right? Like, we could have all done a better job <laughs> in cleaning, but, um, yeah, anyway, that was shit was ridiculous. But then I remember working like at, you know, I remember working at restaurants, you know, thinking that 14 to 16 hours was the norm for a manager, you know, uh-huh. and uh, let me tell you something, man, it's dumb.
0: It's stupid. Yeah, no, because it shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, it's like, dude, especially working six days, man, I'll tell you what, man, bro. I'm only doing that now if it's like an, a last resort.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Question for you then: Did you guys have night cleaners?
1: Yeah, there was like two guys to take care of the stoves, but I'm talking about like deep cleaning the basement, deep cleaning the oh, bathroom.
0: like everything. Yeah. Oh fuck, yeah, God, dude. But uh, no, you were a crew.
1: And, and, <laughs> like the thing, the thing is, is like, like I said uh, later in my life, I realized okay, that was fucking dumb, and we should have. Uh-huh um you know it was it, it was just poor management like it should have been yeah it was ridiculous it was ridiculous and it was so stupid and i remember saying hey chef like i'll do whatever you want man but like, can i come back tomorrow because i am literally i gotta change my socks dude i'm literally my, yeah. my i feel my skin sliding off of my feet that's how like you oh. know just like bro you know just just because it was wet we were cleaning like we, i was just like dude come on and he's like no nah, mm-hmm. this, this is kind of ridiculous we gotta go we gotta go and i'm like okay great Great call tonight. night. Wow. We just literally everybody just we just all just left and like, we were talking about how stupid it was because it's like you know, we were trying to play catch. It is stupid. <laughs> we were trying to play catch up because the problem was is the the restaurant wasn't at the standard it was supposed to be. So Chef Atkins was freaking out and he started throwing yo. shit up. What up? What up? Grab him in the brisket. What up? Yes, my guy. In the house, dude. This yo, that's the homie right there.
0: Again, if you guys yeah. haven't, we are on YouTube on Brandon's live. We will interact with you. Any here questions you whatsoever? Okay, here's
1: my sign. Here's my sign. <laughs> here's the sign. Live on YouTube. Link in the bio. Live. We answer on all the questions YouTube. over
0: here. Okay, Sorry. then here's here's another question for you because I like again I've only staged at Michelin restaurants. I've never really physically like got hired and worked for them as chef. However, when you were when you were managing. Let's just say, uh, what is like the typical, what is like your typical day? Can you, can you give oh. that a breakdown without giving it to like crazy specific?
1: Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So, um, so definitely. Okay. So here, what do you mean to do? Um, like,
0: uh, it doesn't matter which one, just pick a restaurant. One? Just give okay. me like your, one of your days.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about Oriel. Oriel was a good one. So one Michelin star at Oriel okay. in Las Vegas and Vincent Poissel, the bet dude, he's one of the best chefs I've ever worked for, man.
0: Really. Oh, like yeah. he, he would really
1: like, he'd really like push you really hard. Like unbearable heart, but at the same time, um, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the best experiences being a sous chef, an early young manager. Um, -hmm. but basically it was a nighttime restaurant. So in Vegas, so we would do anywhere from 150 to 250, 300 covers, but we were built for it. Right. And so I would come in in the morning, uh, first the sous chefs, we would butcher fish, we would make the sauces, we would get the bulk prep done and also manage the prep cooks on their execution of the prep lists. And, mm-hmm. um, ultimately service was, you know, service, uh, a chef, chef would be expediting or I, and I would be bailing out stations. Um, the thing is, is it was very awkward because it was a union property. So the cooks were just responsible for cooking, not necessarily prepping everything that boiled down in the sous chefs. And, um, oh, okay. yeah. And, and the thing is, is just like when, when stations would get, uh, overwhelmed, we would, I would hop in, but, and then we would place our orders for the next day And um, you know, get any type of banquets that we need to get sorted out, and so yeah, that was pretty much it. But it was like you know, it was it was it was a long day. So like from nine to, you know, I would say, damn, you know what? No, we were there earlier, eight thirty to freaking eleven every night. Stupid.
0: Eight thirty to eleven. Yeah. Eight thirty. Some. Then we started. Then we started
1: coming in at like ten thirty and eleven. You know.
0: But bless you. But
1: I got to be honest, Chef Vincent (laughs) was there from eight thirty all the way all the way till midnight. Every so day.
0: close. Oh Every day. my goodness. Every day.
1: He had like Sunday, Monday off or Sunday off, but like, you know, it was just built into him. That, but it made sense for him because he would drop his girls off at school. He would drop mm-hmm. his girl off at school early and then just make his way to work. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way to, you know, but then, yeah, he would, he would outwork all of us to be honest. And um, yeah, it was crazy, but you know what? It was good. It was a really good experience. I would say um, um, same thing, same kind of structure at Saison. Saison, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we so basically uh, the thing is, is my position was a little weird because I was the chef. I was hired as the chef for Los Angeles, and Los Angeles okay. wasn't built yet. But I had to go to Saison to work to learn the whole restaurant, right? So I learned really oh, the menu and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then also started doing the research and development for Angler, which was awesome because it was literally mm. like it was awesome, like going through the process, meeting all the vendors. Boom! I literally got plugged into Cezanne- Saison plugged into Saison as a chef, but what I did was I, nice. I would help them out. Sometimes they needed help, you know, putting stuff away, organizing stuff. Uh, I remember one day I, I had enough time, and I just reorganized the dry storage because it gave me anxiety, and it was so funny because, like, <laughs>
0: dude,
1: I couldn't handle I know. it,
0: man. Hey, I know. Dude,
1: like, I'm sorry, man. I just couldn't fucking handle it, and there was so much old shit in there, like, just dumb shit, dude, and mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't it was anybody's fault. It was just, you know, the, the morning sous chef wasn't, like, you know, he wasn't at my level yet. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like, he didn't assess. It took me, it took me like a few weeks to realize what cooks take, what they don't take, what, what they're using, cross-reference it with the menu. And then right after Uh that happened, dude, I went in there, I, I, you know, I drank, I cleaned out all the containers, relabeled everything, put everything where to, who used it the most, yeah, then, yeah, Yo, the AM, the, yeah. The AMC chef was like, Hey, man, thank you so much for doing that. That was really nice of you. It makes it so much more organized. And I'm like, Yeah, trust me, this, this in the refrigerator is your baby. Like, yeah, trust me, if that's not organized, you're just doing yourself a disjustice when you go to place an order because then you're mm-hmm. ordering without if you can't. This is my golden rule, and I tell all this to, to young chefs if you can't physically touch it, like, you need to be able to touch it and see it mm. if not like one don't just order it and two don't count it on inventory if you haven't physically seen it or touch it because a lot mm. of people would be like oh well i saw but you don't know if a cook was in there grabbing stuff dude this is like the nitty-gritty of the restaurant business but i think it's very important to me especially when i worked at uh when i worked at um yeah say it was very important because like you know there were so many cooks so many comies so many people and it, everything was changing constantly and like the thing is, is like it was really weird because me and my executive Sue were kind of just like extra bodies at that point, but developing uh, the Angler restaurant concept at the same time, helping do the research and development for that. So we had we had a lot of extra time. But um, the thing is, is like it's different when you're working with a bunch of comies because like they're yeah, brand yeah, new and they're they're brand new and they're like their life. They're like they're all you know,
0: spry. They, yeah, they're like, yeah. yes, this is what we're gonna do yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And so like, they don't I'd even know.
1: Watch- yeah, I'd be watching people work and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not your, I'm not your direct boss, but I'm just going to give you some advice, you know, if, are you willing, you know, because right now you're a little scatterbrained and that happens when you get, this always happens to young cooks and young chefs when they have over five or 10 things to accomplish in a short period of time, Mm. like they end up trying to do all five at once and it never works like that, bro, ever. And I'm like, listen, it's better if you just do the task, one task complete, Boom! On to the next. And then move on. Very yep. fast. Yeah. And I remember this one prep cook who was picking. He was in charge of cleaning the microgreens and lettuce, and uh, and he like he had all of it on his station, bro. Like everywhere, right? But the, oh, Chef Negan in the house. What up? What's
0: up, Chef? Oh we my was, gosh! So I worked with Chef Negan
1: up. at Saison. Uh, this was great. So well, there you go. Yeah, we're just so, talking
0: trash about you, just to let you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, dude, at Saison it was all about just kidding, the, just there, kidding. There were so just many kidding. flowers and microgreens, and it, was cra- and it was crazy. But I remember this one cook man, and the problem with commis is like they're being asked to grab, to put away, boom, boom. You have orders coming in, and so I'm like, you have to set up your station where you have to leave every couple minutes. It's totally fine. There's no reason. There's no reason to get aggravated or upset. It's just part of your job, mm-hmm. right? Just like yeah. it's part of your job, Casey, when cooks come up to you and ask you questions, right? And you're busy. Yes. You need to take the time to look at them and say, look them in the eye and say, oh, I'm sorry, what do you need? Okay, great. And then you give them the solution because that's your job. Your job yes. is, to, is to take them to the fucking promised land.
0: Yo, and can we just like, I, can we, that, that, oh, that. Yeah, can we just break off into a quick tangent with that? Yeah. I, I absolutely despise, so I'll give you perspective. Okay. This was, this is young Casey kitchen manager, one of the other restaurants I used to work for. Okay. I, I had a question to, to chef. I was like, Chef, how do we, how we go about this? Looked at me, looked away, kept about his business. I'm like, yo, I'm trying, we're, we're yeah. trying. I thought we were supposed to be a team. I hate that. And then that, dude. what is, what is happening? Like there was, yeah. it's not even that busy. Yeah.
1: I hate that. Absolutely. So, like, oh my so, God. Absolute pet so you- peeve. So me as a chef, I always took the opportunity because that's the same thing happened to me, that freaking avocado micros, yeah. <laughs> the, market, the green do the small greens and flowers and wild fennel, dude. There were We used to have to make these little tea bundles too before service, which I thought was dope and I really loved doing it because it was so meticulous. But anyway, as a chef, that always happened to me where I would genuinely want to ask questions to the chef and they yeah. would fucking shut me down, bro. Like not even like nicely, like like Yeah, up. like and, oh and and God. I promised myself as a chef I would always take the opportunity stop what I was doing and look at the person and then then communicate with them effectively. And mm-hmm. I remember a couple cooks saying, "Hey, chef, I'm so happy that you actually are willing to you know,
0: to talk, teach, you know, like to teach to, and
1: you know, take your time and make eye contact." And I'm like, "Yeah, this is part of my job. That's what my job is." But anyway, getting back to sorry, I got to tie back in the comi a lot of comies and a lot of people that just are in the kitchen, they're too scatterbrained. So they're sta- they end up leaving their station like a freaking mess, dude.
0: Or they have <laughs> too many
1: projects at once. And like the thing is, is when, you're, when you are putting away orders and stuff, listen, it's rough, right? Because you're working on a project while an order comes in, then you got to put it away. And I highly recommend, I don't know if you do this, Casey, but if you have a high volume restaurant, you need to tell all your purveyors to be there before seven, right? Or be there Eight at o'clock. nine. Yeah.
0: Eight o'clock, like, yeah, like they'll Absolutely. do it.
1: They'll do it. Say, hey, can we get our delivery at this time? And then when I was in Las Vegas, you know what I did? I had delivery drivers. I would have them increments of fifteen to twenty minutes for like an hour, hour and a half, right? So mm. my first, my first, and like, but they never did this before, like. And I'm like, and, and yeah, I just yeah, hated it. Like they would just show up at any time and during service, and then there wouldn't be somebody to put put away the order. And I'm like, yeah, this is not going to work. I'm like, who's you know? And then I would talk to the AM sous chef. I'm like, listen, I know I just started, but this is the way you do it. Trust me. Yeah. (laughs) Everything we think. Yeah. Listen. I just started. Yeah. (laughs) And so I would. Yeah. So I talked to produce purveyors. So basically, we had it dialed in. And then I also got approved for a stewarding position, where one person just focused on just focused on putting the stuff away, organizing and cleaning. Mm, That was it. That's all he did. He put away. That's what he did. Because you know, it was basically like another line cook position. But anyway, so basically, I would say, hey, okay. You know here's your t- here's your two available time slots for the purveyor, right? I'd say, Hey, what time can you and I didn't put the ball in their court? What time can you be here? And it was so easy to organize it. So basically, produce came at 6:45 to 7, and that was their time nice. slot. Then the next yeah, person yeah, yeah. came 7:15 to 7:30, or and then 7:30, 730, 735, 745. But I'm like, You cannot be here at noon when we yeah, are. Yo, in- in can we Monster- talk about
0: that? Oh my god. Yeah. It's like you're getting wrecked on service, like you coming in, like who's going to check that? Like, come on, dude. Yeah, and and the thing is, is like obviously things happen. If you're
1: running late, then you need to call. You need to call me and let me know or text me so we can rearrange the schedule because in all honesty, there's nothing more important in my life when you're a chef in a restaurant. When you receive the product, when you receive Mm. the product, it needs to get checked off, weighed, and put away and organized, labeled, dated right away. There's no waiting. There's no waiting. When that fish comes in the door, it is our opportunity to take it, make sure it's clean. Boom, 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 boom. Like, there's been Mm. so many times, like, I'm telling you as a chef, like, I've put away stuff, like, you know, nonchalantly, just like kind of throwing it in the walk in, you know, especially produce, man. Oh, my God, bro. You sometimes it's just overwhelming. (laughs) But that's what happened. That's what was happening at Saison. And I remember saying, hey, listen, you need to set up your station. And also, the, Delivery drivers, they need to come at, you know, they need to come up at a certain time, you know. Like, mm. there was only one guy that we couldn't nail down, and it was the freaking quail guy. He's, uh, but his, <laughs> his, his quit, his quails are the best, but he goes on his own schedule. He's a farmer. He's not like, so basically, oh, I
0: got you. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah, one yeah, of those. Yeah. So he
1: would deliver quails at 10 o'clock at night sometimes. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, like, through, I understand that through the back door
1: in a fucking backpack. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but were the quails They're were the, the quails like oh the see best. that's i'm okay with that i'm, I'm fine he, with that
1: i forgot what i forgot what he's called wolf quails or i forgot i i have it i have it was literally one of the chef's say that would answer questions without the shutdown yeah thank you i appreciate oh, that that's so yeah, nice yeah, of you yeah because like dude everybody was so like i don't know i don't know ma'am they were so socially awkward man especially the morning sous chef where i would tell them like dude you can't be up here hiding, bro. Like, I'm, I know I'm not your boss, but like, trust me when mm. I tell you. Like, I know how to manage a kitchen. I know how to run a kitchen, and uh, I'm not gonna out him. But Chef Niga knows who he was, and he's just like <laughs> he was very he was. I, and I and I started to realize why It's because he was thrown into that position. And the thing is, oh, it's like, wow. yeah, it's one. Of, it was one of those, and like, I hate to say I it, but it, that, it that never works out when you're when you're a sous chef. You're you're a new sous chef, and you have to manage four commis. Ooh boy. It's rough. So I think that's I think that's very I think that's very important to take in consideration, you know? And oh, yeah. Um, yeah and it's won't like, say names. Yeah. and I remember shit. I remember talking to him in the walk in once and like and look, I'm not gonna lie, Chef Negan, you remember Damien? Damien, you know, he was he is a hothead. He, he <laughs> I worked, just
0: said no names.
1: No, no, no. This was my suit, this was my executive suit.
0: Uh, oh, okay. He's I a was really, like,
1: hey, listen, he's a really good chef. He really is, but but let me tell you something. He was at Bouchon for ten years with Thomas oh, Keller. Oh wow. So you know what type of chef he is. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. 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 I, 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 don't, so he so
1: anybody out of the take anybody out of the TK group for me, like if I were to own a restaurant right now, it would be a no hire. I'm so sorry, but I love you. Thomas <laughs> Keller, but I would not, unless it was Damien. I love Damien, but um, anybody, if I were to open a restaurant right now and it, I swear to God, and I'm not being, I'm not being, um, you know, I'm not being like prejudiced or anything or like, you know, trying to, but I swear to God, I would it'd be a no hire for me, bro. I've just dealt with too many take TK, TK alumni that are just so like mm. it's TK way and that's it. There's no yeah. other way to look at it. There's no other way. That's how way he to look teaches
0: them, though. You know, that's how I Thomas running his I kitchen. Know. So and, and
1: listen, I love Thomas Keller, and I love and trust me, I worked at Alinea with Chef Atts, who came from the Thomas Keller group, and a lot of things trickled into that group. But you know, there's a lot of things I agree with, there's a lot of things I don't agree with. You know what I'm saying? And um the thing is, is like, uh you know, Damien, he's a really good chef, but he, man, he was hot headed, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and I had to manage him. I had like, you know, it's funny because I was like, I had one situation where I was just like, listen, listen, you have to, it's, I know this, I know what you're saying and you're right. And he had a, he had a, he had a, with one of the cooks mm. and, uh, and I'm like, listen, I hate to tell you this, but you need to be the bigger person all the time. Yeah. You have to be. Always. And- And yeah, and like, and, uh, you know, and it was rough and like, and I highly suggest this for any, any young chefs coming up and you're new in management, you know, you have to, before you make a decision to scream or yell, just take a second, take a lap, come back to the situation. Okay. Don't act out in the moment because I'm telling you, you'll regret it. And then nowadays with HR and cameras everywhere, you will lose your job. It'll In a split
0: second, literally in a split second. Listen,
1: the manager, in big corporations, the manager is highly likely to get fired over the employee getting fired, the hourly employee. The hourly employee is way more protected than the, especially in California. This is regarding California. Mm -hmm. The hourly employee is way more protected than the salary employee. Yeah. I know it's sad. Jersey too.
0: No, Jersey too. We even have a clause in most of our, most of the restaurants I got hired in uh, for corporate. There's a clause in there. Um, any any stubble or something—I forget what the actual wording was. Um, you need to make sure that you're pretty much clean on all aspects because any little blip, you're pretty much uh, oh, you're fired. Brent Wolf. And they got oh
1: somebody somebody wrote it here. Brent Wolf, yeah, Brent Wolf quails, amazing. Brent Wolf but quails, you, yeah, Ooh. but he's he's selective on who he wants to get give them to though. You know what I'm saying? You got to know someone. Oh, write wow. that down so I don't forget. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah Brent Wolf quail. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure nobody else will get it <laughs> except no. for you guys. But uh, that's that's pretty awesome, though. You cannot yeah. beat, like, straight from the farmer to the actual restaurant. Yeah, that's, and, but that's these quails are right I
1: don't know what he does to them or what he feeds to them, but they are absolutely— Feeds them chickens. Dude, they are— yeah, they're, plump, <laughs> they're, plump, they're plump, too. I don't know. He yeah, them don't feeds know, them I chickens, probably. Yeah, I have a cell phone too. I have a cell phone number too, but like he's selective like to who he gives to. He doesn't mm. only give to like the top restaurants. And you know, I was getting them um I was getting them at uh Wolfgang Puck for a short period of time. But the problem was is he would send them and they would like uh, and I hate to say this, but I don't want to out them, but you know, they would come in lukewarm, bro. They wouldn't even be cold. They'd be like Yeah, it wouldn't
0: be cold. Yeah, that'd be the issue they, too, because especially yeah. if you're carrying on backpack instead of yeah. like a cooler or Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, obviously he's changed a little bit and the invoice is legit like now, Mm. but like, you know, it's, you know, I just remember back then different. But the problem was, is they were the best dog. There's no other quail I've tasted. I've tasted Texas quail. I've tasted quail from everywhere. D'Artagnan. Uh-huh. All of them puts them to shame.
0: Yo, Dartanian sucks. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no shame no, no. to Dartanian, But their quail eggs are no, nobody. The, the, they're not, they're quail, quail rather. They're
1: semi yeah, semi no. quail. Come from uh, Texas. Yeah. I know exactly where they come from. But like, I'll be oh. honest. Like,
0: yeah, no, no good. Brent,
1: yeah, Brent's quail. They're it's the they're the best man. They in the flavor. Ooh, especially at Taysan, The, the way they the way we did mm. it. Ooh, so good, dude. So good. They're mm-hmm. the quail. I would okay. The quail dish at Saison. Try to Google it. I'm t- or Google it. I'm telling you, I-, I would argue that it's one of the be- it's the best quail preparation I've ever had, straight up. Oh wow, it's it's lacquered in the marinade. I, fr- I yeah, so good. Yeah, you.
0: He brought them yeah. to Benue as well. Ooh, yeah. cheating, yes. Yes. cheating.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Those quails. Ooh, dude, you. I mean, I would eat that quail mid rare, bro. Like straight up. Like and a lot. I know. Yeah, I a lot just of out, but. seared,
0: all good to go. Nah, bro. When yeah. it's good like that, yeah. blushing. Yeah. Blushing color. And
1: you know what? I don't know. Chef Negan, you remember the the the, uh, the, marinade, the lacquer? I remember it was like soy based, but it also had some other uh, special ingredients in it. But we would basically um, dry them. We would dry them for, you know, a few days. It'd take almost like a day, day and a half, but we would dry them with the lacquer on it. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, <sighs> dude, that we would wow. barbecue it, barbecue it real quick. Then hit him with the more sauce. So like over time, like it developed this flavor that was just unparalleled, man. Especially over the charcoal. I don't know what he put in those quails. I'm gonna see if I can get more though. They are like, <laughs> I don't
0: know what he put in those quails. Yeah, almost like a almost like a half picking uh, preparation. You let it dry, yeah. let it sit yeah. for a bit. So yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, quick matter, question, yeah, Brandon, right. real quick. So, uh, what's your opinions on companies like Meissen? Do you like oh. any of their products?
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. So uh, one of my one of the chefs I work for bought the uh, Misin. Good morning, chef. Oh, one uh, one of the one of the chefs I work with bought the um, the nonstick pans and the chef knives. And I gotta be honest, I'm not a big fan of the pans. I had two of their pans. I had the the cheap one, and then I had the more expensive Teflon. I don't like the shape. I don't like the flatness. Um, mm. As far as far as like durability and quality, I, I just I haven't test drove it long enough to be sold on it, right? So, oh, for me, gotcha, 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 Yeah, like for me, it's not um, the chef knife. I didn't really uh, take it for a chef drive or uh, test drive. But the pan, I'll tell you what, the pan, the cheaper Teflon pan, I don't like at all. It started peeling less than a month, you know? Sorry, the Teflon started peeling off. The more durable one, the whole stainless one. So yeah, the one without the rubber handle, I haven't really, I bought them, but I didn't really uh, test drive them as well because I don't like the shape. They go like, they're like, they, it's flat and then it goes like too
0: extreme. The edge is too extreme. Oh, it, okay. Yeah. I understand you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then uh, just a few more questions I've had. I've never had He says, is this so much a Cornish game, hen or duck?
1: Yeah, actually, I would say it's more uh, closer to squab, which is basically squab. like p- pigeon. Yeah, so Definitely. Um, cor- um, it's a little bit dark. It's, a, it's okay. So basically they call it like a blood bird, meaning it has red meat. It's like duck.
0: Let me see if I can or- pull it up.
1: Yeah, it's like duck or um, squab, and that's you know where you eat it. You actually eat it uh, on the mid rare side, medium mid rare, and it's best like that. You have to get over that raw poultry flavor, but um, it is, yeah, a lot of it freaks a lot of people out. But you want to eat, you want to eat it undercooked. I hate to say it like that, but you want to eat it like no more than one hundred and forty degrees, which is like medium, or else it just turns really uh, like the taste is yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. you're oh, literally those? essentially gonna get like like a at, really full bird yeah
1: look at those little you things. know they're cute. they're cute as fuck look at it's those
0: so cute yeah. man i, I love will quail. Be, i'll fuck up a quail yeah, on the side man I,
1: I will i will be honest like i one quail is not enough for me and i worked with the chef that um you know we stuffed the whole quail and put it straight on the plate and tried to sell and he tried to sell it for like 44 dollars. and i'm like bro you're fucking Duh, this is dumb <laughs> this is dumb and like i'm sorry but like i don't agree with stuffing the quail like that because it's just hard to eat anyway needless to say I, it just made me mad because i truly think like you shouldn't try to rip people off like that shouldn't yeah, be your intention yeah, yeah. as a chef so basically these quails that we were paying for we could afford to put two on the plate it was totally fine it was less than 12 dollars, right mm-hmm. and i was like chef we should put two on the plate we should and he's like no but we're not making enough money like and i'm like dude we can make we make plenty of money off of the fucking salad we sell you know what i'm saying <laughs> like chefs chefs yes chefs need, yeah Brent, yeah chef uh chefs need to understand when you have a menu mix you're gonna have some items that are high price that you're just not gonna make any money off of but they sell they sell and guess what they put you know it h- hires the check average and you know where you make money is on your like we should have a we should have a discussion about that about menu mix.
0: Yeah, menu mix and how to upsell. it. Like right now I have uh, we we got a foie gras for an upcharge. Yep. 15 bucks extra on top of the, the tasting menu, so it's like a, a nice little hit but like yeah. y- you need to have high price items in there that you you might take like a eh, I don't know, like a 10% loss not even for you, to complete
1: uh, Are you getting your, are you getting the foie from uh, Hudson Valley?
0: I am getting the foie from Hudson Valley, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: nice, nice yes yeah. so, so so basically um you know ways to, to do the same thing you have the whole price of the load right including shipping and everything to the door right and you port you portion it and i think about 90 to 100 grams is the perfect portion for foie gras right anything but it depends well it's a tasty menu sorry it's a tasty menu so uh, i would small, say small
0: it's a, like yeah, 50 50, two to 50 th- 60 grams yeah
1: yeah two to three ounces it's a yeah, small little chunk and yeah and um and, you know, the way I would do that is I would take it and then I would butcher it and then cryovac every single piece, right? So that way you're 100%. You, ha- you don't lose any money. And believe it or not, foie gras freezes really nice. Like nothing Freeze happens. is really –
0: it's supposed to be frozen. In my opinion, it has yeah. to be frozen because it just sits yeah. really nice and then yeah, thaw and, it and, out and, for and, service.
1: Yeah, or, or yeah, like what I used to do is I, we would take it straight from the freezer. And, do you have a cryovac machine that works?
0: So I I have a cryovac. Uh, my my partner has a cryovac, but the Chef doesn't want to bring the cryovac in because we don't have a bay to kind of oh. sit it. I I have such limited space already to begin with in the in the restaurant. Um, he, doesn't one a little fucking, he doesn't want fucking machine. Oh, no. bro, I'm just like, well, you know, uh, he's he's yeah. so old school, bro. I don't I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tell
1: that, you. That's that's okay. He'll it'll 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 happen. Do you mentor? don't worry. Hey, listen, go to the link in my bio, get on the wait list. I will be doing mentoring Mm. over there. I have, we're, we're doing this whole, I'm doing this whole thing, working with the startup here in uh, Silicon Valley. And it's going to be similar to that. I really, and you know what, Casey, you should, you should think about doing some shit like this too, because it's up to us, man, to, to train and mentor the next generation of chefs. You know what I'm saying? It really should. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, think about it, man. I, I, I've had so many young chefs like that have reached out to me and um, you know, I'm just so, I, I get so excited when, you know, when I see like young talent coming up, but like, I don't know about you, but I didn't have guidance, man. When I was, dude, I didn't
0: have, nah, nobody taught me, bro. Everybody was like, nah, do it yourself pretty much. You know how it is, yeah. bro. We we grew up the same way. It's like, yeah. it's like and a cutthroat kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And, but the thing is, is like, I'll be honest, you got to have skin in the game too. That's why I don't want to, I don't want to, it's not going to be free. Right only like it's going to be a small fee, but it's not going to, but cause like I give so many, I give, like, I will straight up have a 30 minute DM session with young, with young chef. And like one, they don't even put it into practice or two, they just wanted to have a conversation. And it's like, I gotta, I gotta know you have skin in the game too, you know?
0: You but have anyway. to know, you have to want to work in a facility yeah. too. But I think the, the main thing is like, I actually work in a restaurant first I yeah. will always say this first. I think you you agree the same way. If you don't like that environment, bro, you're then yeah. you're wasting it already. Like I know yeah. you want to cook, I know but, you want to learn, but but, but maybe but you just want to learn. Yeah, but I, here's, I don't
1: the, know. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will argue, and this is I'm just playing devil's avocado here. Okay, got it. Now nowadays, you don't technically need to work in a restaurant to be a chef. I yeah, I know this
0: is correct. This is double. Yeah.
1: This is double standard here, but. And the reason I will say is because now you can do like what Sad Poppy did or what a lot of private chefs are doing, right? They like cooking on the weekends and they like hosting people and doing private dinners.
0: Yeah. And
1: guess guess what? I'm not saying that makes you a chef, but I'm saying that you don't necessarily need a restaurant uh, or work in a restaurant to gain experience, especially if a lot of people nowadays, they want to be – They, yeah, devil's avocado, yeah. We're coining
0: that, Chef Negan. That's ours, devil's avocado.
1: Yeah, they, the, the, um, the thing, the thing is, is like a a lot of kids that reach out, they just want to do like food blogging or TikToking or
0: YouTube Mm -hmm.
1: as a food creator. And I said, okay, great. Then you don't need me. You don't need me and you don't need Chef Salty to mentor you at all. You can hop on YouTube. I would highly recommend Joshua Wiseman. Good example. Look at look at Violet Cooks. Look at Violet Cooks. Her, I don't know if you know her on TikTok. She just hit 1.5. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, we
0: start
1: we started at like the same exact time. You know what I'm saying? And I am so happy and proud for of her because, dude, I have never seen a creator get so much hate besides her. In her comment <laughs> session was absolutely ridiculous. She would make video tacos, and because she's white. People will just fucking come after like, her, man, yeah, like, and
0: bro. Come on. I,
1: bro, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I DM'd her. I'm like, listen, don't you listen to any of anybody in those damn comments. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have a bright future. You're doing a great job. Okay. She'd make one thing, dude. They would hate on her. Then like one person called said that she voted for Trump and like, <laughs> I'm like these comments are absolutely ridiculous. Comments but are she, ridiculous. But here's the here's the thing. The difference between like myself and her is like, let's be honest, you know, she's in her senior year of college, you know, just cooking mm. is fun. And she was a line cook in a Mexican restaurant or whatever. But like, she wants to be a food creator. This is what she wants to do full yeah. time. And guess what? She's going to make way more money than me as a when I was a cook. And here's the thing. I told her, I told her, I was like, yo, just keep going, man. I love your, I love her content because it's quick. Mm. She, you know, she makes really good stuff. And it's the food that she's feeding herself and her boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She ain't cooking for nobody else. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, it's like, the difference between a young a woman like that who's 20, 21, and me who thir- who's 36, I have a wife and two kids, I'm settled in my career, I have gangs of experience. Like, bro, there ain't no, there ain't nothing that anybody's going to say to me in a comment section that's going to hurt my feelings. That's going to hurt like, your I, feelings, exactly. Yeah, dude. dude uh, not, Water like, same, off a duck's ass yeah, pretty much like that. Like, 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 mm-hmm. Same with you, but for these young kids that are 18, 19, you know, they're really scared to put something on the internet because they're afraid what somebody's going to say. And I'm like, dude, you know what? I hate to say it, but I lean into the trolling because it gives you mm. awareness and it bre- So here's a good example. All right, I'll out myself. So on <laughs> oh, my on my omelet video, rice omelet video, my Omarice, I uh, the previous video, the next video, I pronounced rice" instead of uh-huh. Omarice, and I and I fucking did it on purpose so people would comment. And yeah. I hate to say it, but you have to troll a little bit. You have to. People love correcting you. And I do this shit on purpose, and like, I'll, I'll never admit it uh, like I did right now. But
0: Well, we I just said, did it right now, but I'll, I'll bleep said, that out. It's okay. You, no, it's okay. <laughs> you'll see it. You'll see it.
1: Now that you know, go back to my Omar Rice video. Listen to the first one. You'll, you'll hear me pronounce it correctly, obviously. But that video didn't get as much use. And yeah. then the next video, I was like, okay, I got to troll a little bit. So the first, the first five seconds, I said, you know, which I feel bad because a lot of people don't know, but Chinese fried rice is different than the Omar Rice.
0: It's yes. way different. It's two different things. Very I, different. Said that
1: in the be- I said that in the beginning, I said, you know, Hey, this is the best fried rice that doesn't taste like regular fried rice. Mm-hmm. And, but people decided not to listen to that. And then towards the end of the video, <laughs> I pronounced it omaris right? Omarese. Yeah. Because, because I think what's really important is you kind of have to, you kind of have to troll a little bit. Right. So then the consumer or the person is like, Oh my God, he said that wrong.
0: Yeah, they start typing, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm like, and i in my mind, I'm like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta troll back, bro. That's
1: the whole purpose. Oh, yeah, but it's That's like, so dude, it's so like natural, and it's like I hate to say it, but you you as the creator need to spark the engagement. And the problem is, is some people, you know, they get they get hooked, hooked easy. Some people don't, but like a lot of people are like tagging Mr. Roger in the in the comments, and I'm like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the amazing.
0: rise. It's okay. You guys are, let them let them go for it, yeah. I like, yeah. I'm like, I dude, always I tag the guy.
1: I, I know, but I I'm feel like, bad I don't because, want like, rice. I feel bad because, like, okay, the Japanese the traditional Japanese omurice, you know, they use ketchup. Chefs use ketchup. Yeah, yeah,
0: they do. Mm-hmm. They do,
1: and they put ketchup on top. And sometimes they use the bottled demi glace. Well, I made the demi glace from scratch, scratch because I have the bottled one. I had the bottled one, and dude, I'm not a big fan. It tastes, it tastes like, it tastes like Campbell's soup.
0: I know, but it's, it's good. It's, but hey, I'm not gonna generalize.
1: Ketchup it's and like fried rice, kind of my thing. guy, is delicious. I used to eat that all the time. Um, all day, but it's not it's not my cup of tea. But the thing is, is a lot of people are like what ketchup and fried rice? Where's the egg? They don't know
0: any better though.
1: Yeah, I know. It's they fine. don't know it's any totally better. Fine. I'm like, I'm like, listen. Omar rice is different from Chinese fried rice. Don't tag Mr. Roger, please. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Roger is <laughs> Chinese. He's from Malaysia, I think. Chinese or Malaysian? Yeah, it's
0: Malaysian. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is not Chinese fried rice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey, uh, as we do uh, go into our latter portion, though, as we do end uh, fairly close uh, for everybody on right now, give us your overrated, underrated items. Let's see. Oh. Let's see your comments. Anything that you think uh, Brandon and I should do? Overrated, underrated. It could be like I don't know a fucking spatula, overrated or underrated. Yeah. Um a flipper. I, I, think, or a, I think we should talk about uh,
1: viral food trends. Like,
0: um, oh, okay, over, overrated hey, yeah. or underrated? Uh, okay. Do you remember the, uh, was it the fucking, um, not the flatbread, you know, the, the wrapper that you wrap for burritos, but they turn into like the, the quarter and then you turn into like four triangles yeah. or some shit. Yeah. I think that's great. I think it's awesome.
1: I, I was I'm say, all i all for think, that. I think that was, uh, underrated dude. So underrated, yeah. I actually made it. I have a video on it. I made it and i and, and like, here's the only thing I don't like hot guacamole, but it's totally fine. You can get past it. So the tortilla trend, I think it's great. And I think the person that made it with sushi, uh, sorry, seaweed seaweed i made it too and it was amazing it was so good <laughs> yeah yeah it was We're so just good.
0: tag cho cho hates that shit my name I know, is I'm, cho. I'm,
1: hey look I, I know i know man i'm not gonna lie and i love my but but i tried it at work so i cut i put two squares together and then i cut a circle and then i you know i built it with raw fish and everything and it was like a hand roll i'm not gonna lie i probably prefer the hand roll but because the tor- tortilla was bigger yeah yeah bitch it was so good and i'm not gonna <laughs> lie it
0: was, fucking it was so good. i mean yes. it, it's, it, was, it looks yeah. great it was was good
1: it was good it was good man i'm not gonna lie but i know it's kind of like I, w- I don't know if i would post it because i think it's kind of disrespectful
0: <laughs> uh well i mean i as a as a half japanese myself i don't i think yeah. it's great you know but, yeah, but, I, but I get it but like, i understand but
1: here, but you can agree you can i'm sure you can agree. In America, we've kind of dumbed down sushi a lot.
0: I know, I know, and
1: it's really sad because, like, you know, I've been to really high-end sushi restaurants, and I'm like, this is what sushi should be. This is what she. There's this place in uh, Vegas. It's called. Uh, it starts with the K. I forgot what it's called. I don't want to butcher it, but you know, they, you know, you sit at the counter. They make the rolls for you. They make, you know, they make, they make everything in there, and they talk to you while they're making it. You know, and I had such a good experience, and it was literally the guy didn't speak English. He only spoke. He only spoke Japanese. And it was such a good experience, and that was my first real taste of real sushi. Then I went to Masa in New York City.
0: Oh yeah, preach! The best. My I went all. I've been there twice. uh,
1: Yeah, I went all out, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude, dude, Mm. it was fucking crazy. And yes, is it it overpriced? Yeah, but guess what? Absolutely. So it's so worth it, man. And it's like, and here's the thing: I, I will argue that I had the same exact fish, like you know what I'm saying, at Bar Masa. At Bar Masa, mm. right? Same, same. You had the same shit. We went to Bar Masa the, the next time we came up. Because I was like, you know, I don't want to drop 500. I don't want to make a reservation. Let's just walk into the bar. And I'm not going to lie. I'm like, dude, this is the same, the same shit.
0: shit.
1: Same <laughs> shit yeah. That's what this. they don't I, tell I, you.
0: Yeah, that's what they don't tell you. It's the same shit. It's dude. all for the experience, too. You know, again, yeah. for everyone the, inclined, Masa is one of, the, one of the literally best restaurants in the world. It's in New York. I,
1: I, would, I would argue that it's probably my top. Okay, no, no, no. There's one in, um, I forgot what it's called, in L.A., that is really good, but there's so much really good sushi in LA. If you're getting it from Whole Foods in Los there's Angeles, l-
0: I mean, I I argue Los Angeles is better than New York.
1: I, I as a as an East been, Coaster myself, you have been to LA like uh, frequently? Or? I've been to
0: LA twice.
1: Yeah, and and the only the
0: only restaurant I went is the French Laundry. That was, that was the only one oh, that okay. we were able to get a a oh, reso okay. for. But other than that, it wasn't it wasn't as much.
1: Well, hopefully hopefully we make enough money off this co- podcast where we can just go around and eat everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that'd
0: be, that'd be the life. I mean, because, yeah. like, again, I told you most of the restaurants in New York, I, I would really love to kind of just. Oh, eat here, we go. here we go. And check it out.
1: Here we go. Let's, let's do this. Bacon. Bacon. Overrated. Ooh, my Overrated. God. I, I, hey. <laughs> overrated.
0: My, you shut your
1: mouth. No, I playing. Hey, <laughs> honestly, okay, here's the thing. I totally get what you're saying. And here's the reason why. I think. Before as a young chef I had you know pork pork belly was my favorite. Mm. And I totally get what you're saying. There's so many better parts of the pork than the belly, but the belly used to be my favorite part. So I will mm. agree it is kind of overrated, but if you make your own bacon I'm going to say it's underrated. If you take pork mm-hmm. belly and do other things with it except except for burnt ends then I'm with you. Told and especially sous vide pork belly Sous-vide pork belly is amazing, dude. Twenty four hours vide oh, it's amazing.
0: All I right, have a sous-vide next. machine. Next, next one, feta pasta. pasta. Okay, okay,
1: go ahead. go ahead.
0: I did this. I did this trend, and I, I tagged. Um, I tagged Chef John Kung uh-huh. and because he was he was doing like the the little challenge, so I made it uh, in a Chinese version though, uh, with like Chinese ingredients and shit. It came out pretty damn good, but would I do it again in the restaurant? No.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'll be honest. I did it too. My only thing is, is if you're gonna do this trend, the feta pasta trend, it's really good. Just use Valbroso feta. Use Valbroso oh, feta. It it facts. melts. It melts to creamy. If you use any other feta that has the caking agent or, chance. yeah, like I saw a lot of people using the crumble feta. No, don't don't do that shit. Uh, Valbroso feta melts really nice. So it makes a sauce. It's beautiful. But I did that trend as well. I used the wrong feta to begin with, and then I changed to the valbrosa, and it was
0: beautiful. When it turns creamy like that, that's that's when it's some primo shit. And then some last one though here, real yeah. quick, Brandon. Sorry. Pasta chips. Have you done this? Uh,
1: so I think pasta chips, <sighs> I think it's uh, – go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. You first.
0: No, I was going to say um, overrated. It's just – Yeah. I, I think people just – in my opinion, there's this thing in, in the United States where we just fry everything and think yeah. it's like the newest shit. I am so over that. Can we can we get away yeah. from defrying yeah. shit? Because that's not the only the only technique that you should know in a kitchen. But that's that's just for me being petty. Um, how do you feel yeah. about
1: this? So I will I will I'm going to, to say it like this. So basically pasta chips are very overrated. And the reason is, is I, if I'm going to eat pasta, I'm going to eat pasta. But I will say that back in the day, I used to use cooked linguine as a garnish on yeah. like cooked linguine fried as a garnish on a pasta dish. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat when I was young, but then I realized it's kind of stupid because it's too crunchy and gummy like to chew on it. And I'm sorry, but if you're, baking pasta in the oven it's just like you're asking for it's just stupid it's kind of like it's kind of like how people eat the raw ramen noodles for a snack i just i just feel like i'm like okay i get it and honestly with the with the instant ramen you can get away with it the ones that cook in like uh 60 seconds or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. on like when you when you bake a lasagna and you have when you bake a lasagna and you get those crispy corners mm, i those are to die for Those are two different. But I think specific pasta chips are overrated for sure.
0: In Asia proper, um, they actually released a a bag of chips made with just the little ramen things, like little squares of it that's seasoned. But those are, I guess, are like it caught on on enough.
1: But those are like, like I said, the instant. So they cook the instant one. Yeah. yeah, So they're they're already parboiled. They're pretty much ready to ready to go.
0: I think the pasta chips were paid sponsorships. Yeah. Probably,
1: yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I just, I just think we really need to get back to cooking real food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I mean, I know, I know that's kind of silly because I'm like, you know, because I have, I have experience in avant-garde cooking and like, but, but I think people should stop doing these freaking like shit that doesn't make sense. they know, they don't, they know, they know it doesn't taste good, but they just do it for the for the clout. They do it for the video, right? Yeah. Stunt food,
0: right? It's called stunt food. That's what we all kind of. Yeah, I'm not for it. Even though Whatever. I will say
1: I did some uh, some mac and cheese bites and then I seasoned it with uh, uh, flaming hot Cheetos and that shit was fire. It was fire. But it's not something I would like serve on a restaurant or serve in. like, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know. I saw flaming hot mac and cheese, uh, cheeto, like flaming hot mac and cheese in Costco the other day. And I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn it. And a part of me wanted to get it, but only because I love Cheetos.
0: Yeah. I of love course. Cheetos.
1: Yeah.
0: My chef Negan says, peace out, yeah. chef. Have yeah, a good okay. one. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Chow for me out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like
1: Chow for me out. Yeah. Oh, uh, look at this one. This, this one's a good. And then and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, okay. How how do you feel about air fryers and how popular they are? Go ahead.
0: I got it. Okay, okay. So check this out. In my opinion, air fryers are underrated because in our professional kitchens, those are just the the regular. I Sorry, Alexa is like <laughs> blinging behind me. Those are the regular convention ovens, Alexa. Would you like to try it? Stop. She just turned it off for some reason. The fuck was that? Um, I was saying uh, convection ovens. That's what a, a small air fryer is for the home. So, in my opinion, we use it quite a bit because um, that way you don't have to put so much oil into it, which is nice. I don't have a convection oven here at the house. Where I have that the granny oven, but I I feel that it's underrated.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say underrated as well because here's the thing: as a professional chef, I actually frowned upon air fryers, but the truth mm. is. The truth is I haven't used one and I'm going to use one and I'm, yes. going, to create a, I'm going to create a series on it because yes. here's the thing. I don't knock it till I try it. And I think I am telling you right now, I think this is way important. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go buy one and I'm going to make a couple things on it and do some taste comparisons and see what it's really about. Now, the reason why as a professional chef, I shun it is because I use a convection oven like a normal chef, right? But at the same yeah. time, it's like, who am I? Who am I to say it's not a good machine if I've never Correct. used it? Do you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing: I gotta admit, like my wife, you know, for, kid, for kids' food, I'm gonna say I think it's probably beneficial because you know when you're putting like you know French fries and when you're putting in French fries and chicken fingers for kids, like dude, I'm gonna I think an air fryer is probably worth it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, you're not gonna turn dude. on your oven.
0: It takes like half an hour to warm up. Air fryer, yeah. literally, just stick it in, boom, how it goes, yeah. pretty much. So that's that's what I'm gonna do. Anyway, yeah. all right. that's all right, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Again, thank you for joining us. Uh, any questions, anything at all, make sure you leave it into the comments, DM us. Anything overrated, underrated, you can definitely check it out. However, if you guys can help us though, Breaking Bread Podcast. Everywhere streaming, if you can give us some star rating, so it just pushes it up onto the algorithm way to help up. That way you can see our beautiful faces. Other than that though, from Brandon and myself